Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central. Y'all already know it's the sickest New York Giants podcast on this planet. I'm your host, Desmond Novak. Welcome to episode 27 now. Going to be going over the Giants-Saints Sunday uh, matchup and why this honestly is a game that is could very well send the Giants to the playoffs, believe it or not. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Giants Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's gonna be sick. Man, we're only about like four to five weeks out from the playoffs, and with this little amount of time left, we got to make every second count. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks as new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five on any matchup. So get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Download the app now and use code 6sports as, again, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five smackaroos on the NFL, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 6sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or if you're in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. But out of the way, like I said, going to be talking Giants Saints, Giants on the verge of maybe even winning their fourth game in a row. Meanwhile, the Saints have lost three of their last four. Unfortunately for the Giants, so their most recent game against the Panthers, they did come out with a win. But then again, it's the Panthers who are, yeah, they're in the running for worst team in the league, if not worse. And it's going to be interesting going into this game with the Saints on if they decide to bench Derek Carr. There have been a lot of talks and a lot of clips coming out where you can very clearly see that the team does not like Derek Carr. Like, I think it was uh, their guard used to be center. Uh, Cesar, Cesar Ruiz was like yelling at Derek Carr after a play. Michael Thomas has made tweets and like tweets hating on Derek Carr, which is just the most Michael Thomas thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, And honestly, with how poor he's been playing this season, I could very easily see him being benched. I don't know if Jameis Winston is really the better quarterback at this point. But it's pretty clear from, again, kind of what we've seen this and last year that the team likes him more. I'll never forget the clip of Jameis Winston, the game he tore his ACL, the Saints, one of him dancing in the locker room with with the crutches on. One of the funniest personalities in the NFL, honestly. Um, uh, In terms of injuries this game, nothing too major. Chris Olave is going to be a game-time decision for the Saints. It'll be interesting to see if he plays or not because that's a very big game-changer for them. But aside from that, a couple guys like Ryan Ramchick and uh, I believe Cam Jordan were listed as questionable, but it's looking like they're going to be good to go. For the Giants, Evan Neal is doubtful. I'm going to get into whether or not I even think he should play in the first place. And Darren Waller might be returning. Another thing I'll get into in a bit. Going to start off talking about the offense here. And the Giants need to keep doing what they've been doing on that side of the ball conservative football you're not turning the ball over you're not taking too many risks because that's what you have to do with a guy like Tommy DeVito they need to continue to feed Wandell Robinson he was their best offensive weapon against the Packers he's their best and most dynamic receiving threat and we saw last week when they gave him that run on a wildcat they can run so many creative sets with him and they kind of haven't been all season long and it's something I've been talking about all season long and I'm kind of glad that they're finally deciding to you know 
use someone who a lot of people have been saying could be a big time weapon in the NFL. As for Mr. Uh, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito, it's going to be interesting to see if the magic still continues. The Saints do have a very good defense despite some of the injuries that they've had. They're tw- they rank 26 in passing yards allowed, 20th in touchdowns, and have the third most interceptions in the NFL. Luckily, they're 29th in sacks and pressures, which is kind of crazy because they've it, uh, invested a lot into that front five and it's clearly not paying off. So that does mean that Tommy DeVito could have more time than usual. We saw last week, the pa- the Packers have a pretty good pass rushing unit. Uh, unit. Devontae Wyatt is very good. Rashawn Gary's having a pro bowl all pro season. And they didn't really make that much of a difference. Like those are, and not to mention, I think is it Kenny Clark I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm not sure if he played, I'm not sure if he's healthy, but obviously another very talented player. Uh, no shows. None of those guys really did much of anything. Tommy DeVito wasn't even sacked once. So going up against a much weaker uh, Saints pass rush could be in for a game. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I hope, really hope he can uh, stick through and tough it out against such a good uh, pass coverage defense. Like I said, they're still really good. To, considering that Marcus May and Marshawn Lattimore have missed a good chunk of the season, very impressive, honestly. When looking at this defense, like it's really kind of like not bits and pieces, but a lot of guys filling in and stepping up, at least in the linebacker and secondary units. Defensive line is a very big disappointment, in my opinion. Uh, but speaking of linebackers, if the Giants can get Darren Waller back, he needs to be a big part of this defense. The Saints linebacker core isn't bad at all. In fact, it's honestly pretty good, at least like PFF grades. And like, obviously, I think it's Demario Davis is still one of the top backers in the league, but they haven't really faced an elite tight end like Darren Walger. And when they did, it was TJ Hawkinson who had 11 catches for 134 yards and a touchdown. So very clearly something that they should uh, put an emphasis on offensively. And you know, obviously a guy like Darren Waller would make for a great uh, safety net, safety valve, whatever for Tommy DeVito if he starts off struggling a little bit. Waller was recently activated off IR. He's been limited at practice this week. It's kind of up in the air on whether or not he's going to play or not. But if he does, obviously could be a big game changer for the Giants who are trying to make the playoffs right now, for whether you like it or dislike it. Um, And obviously, like having Waller back would make a big difference in the receiving game. But it would also open things up for Saquon Barkley as well, as uh, teams are going to be a lot less likely to stack the box, knowing that they have a vertical threat on the field like Darren Waller at tight end. Daniel Bellinger is a good receiving tight end, great blocking tight end, very good combo guy. But his receiving abilities aren't scaring teams like Darren Waller's would, and we've seen that all week. Um, Back to Evan Neal, though, it's unknown if he'll be back. He is listed as doubtful, and I Something crazy, I'm actually a little tangent I'm going to bring off. There were a couple weeks ago when Max Crosby was listed as doubtful and he played. And apparently that was like the first time a player was listed as doubtful and actually played since like 2019, which like, that's kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, because obviously doubtful is something that not many people expect a player to play through, but still like 2019, that's crazy. Uh, but again, Evan Neal's doubtful. So with that stat in mind and all everything, he's probably not going to play. But if he does come back, say he's the second player since 2019 or he comes back next week, I really don't know if the Giants should start him. Like Tyree Phillips, who's been filling in for Evan Neal at right tackle, hasn't been great. 
But there's not many doubts in my mind, statistically, whatever factors you want to bring in, that he's been better than Evan Neal. He's allowed 18 pressures and two sacks in seven games. I will say both of those sacks came in one game. So pretty clean slate for the most part. Uh, I, I really don't know. A lot of people have been talking about moving Evan Neal to guard. That's something I kind of agree with. His biggest issue is his speed off the line and just his overall hand placement. And those are two issues that can be fixed pretty easily by simply moving him to guard because it, it's not a position where getting off the line is as important. And obviously hand placement, you're not starting off on the outside. You're immediately going up and under. I think that would really help his career. Evan Neal has said that that's not something he wants to do. But at this rate, dude, if you want to have a long NFL career, you might have to make that change. It, it, it could be a positive one. Uh, hopefully we'll see a more, back to Saquon a little bit, more complete game out of him as opposed to like nothing for three quarters and a few big runs like he did against the Packers. If Darren Waller's back, I absolutely think he could do that. Even if not, the Saints run defense isn't anything crazy. I think they're like maybe like below tier, below average to average. Like it's not a bad unit by any means, but it's also not a great one. Saquon could feast. Who knows? It To me, again, it all really depends on Darren Waller. Like, the Saints have a few very good linebackers, and they could easily stack the box up against Saquon. So who knows? On to the defense, though. This is something I was thinking about when I was kind of coming up with my synopsis for the show. This Saints offense should be, like, way better than it already is. But Derek Carr is just not very good anymore. On the season, he's completed 66% of his passes for 2,880 yards, 13 touchdowns, and seven interceptions while fumbling six times. That doesn't mean he lost every fumble, just saying that's how many times he has fumbled. The Saints have given him some decent weapons, not great, especially in the receiving core outside of like Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. But he's not producing, especially like they're behind a good offensive line. Their main offensive line unit which I believe is Andres Pete. I can't remember their left guard. Cesar Ruiz. No. Cesar Ruiz is right guard. Ryan Bramchick, uh, right tackle. And Eric something at center. I, I don't know why I'm fumbling these names. I was literally just looking at their numbers not even 20 minutes ago. Uh, but that unit right there has allowed 17 sacks and 113 pressures on the year, which is pretty decent. Overall, I think Carr's been sacked like a total of 25 times, which compared to like, you know, the Giants quarterbacks earlier in the season or like Sam Howell, that's a lot better, obviously. Something, another like storyline from the Saints, which is kind of makes me feel like they've not been a very good drafting team recently. Uh, you know, going back to my little tangent on their defensive line struggles with how much they've invested. Trevor Penning like got benched earlier in the year. And if you read any of my stuff at G-Men HQ, I was not high on Trevor Penning at all. A lot of people looked at his absurd PFF run blocking grade and his size and were like, oh yeah, this dude's great. There was maybe like five seconds where I thought Trevor Penning was a first round tackle. Like I had, I think I had him as like my fifth or even sixth ranked tackle. I don't even think he's in my top five. And it goes to show, and this kind of goes in the same with Evan Neal. Obviously, Evan Neal's athletic traits were more shown off at Bama than they are now. That, like, size with the tackle's cool, man. But, like, that also comes with some pretty big red flags, especially Trevor Penning played in, like, a lower division in, in uh, D1 football, uh, FBS, I believe. 
it's just I was never high on him. He was he was slow. His hand placement was all over the place, like way too slow. It's not like Evan Neal, where like Evan Neal is slow now, but in college you could see that he had the speed off the edge or off the line. And just I remember I wasn't happy when the Saints picked him because I thought that they could have gone at a different position, and he stinks. <laughs> um, but as for their weapons, like I was saying, like it's it's pretty good, man. Uh, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas when he's healthy, which is like never, but he did play a good bit earlier in the season. Alvin Kamara, Jamar, uh, Jamal Williams, Rashid Shahid, and a couple other guys. And Derek Carr just is not producing. And meanwhile, when you look at the Giants defense, they're coming off a huge game for three turnovers against, in my opinion, a better offensive team than the Packers, than the Saints in the Packers. Uh, coming into this week, Dexter Warren should hopefully be at full strength. and. Something that's crazy. I know I brought it up last episode, but I I can't get it out of my mind. Dexter Lawrence last week was on a pitch count, right? He only played 20 pass rushing snaps, 29 snaps total. He had six pressures and half a sack. That is like so absurd that like, it's just mind boggling. And I'm sorry. I know people love Aaron Donald. Dexter Lawrence is the best nose tackle in football. You can make an argument he's the best defensive player in football. At the very least, I think he's the most dominant. Like, it, it, it's so crazy, like, how good he is. Because the first, like, two, three years of Dexter Lawrence's career, he was, like, an above-average nose tackle. I can't even call him a nose tackle because Patrick Ram had him, like, playing defensive end and stuff, which goes back into why I've never been a big fan of Patrick Graham. And then Wink Martindale comes in, plays him at his true position, puts some good guys around him, becomes one of, if not the best players at his position, and one of, if not the best players on defense, which is, again, absurd. Good for him, good for the Giants. The Saints interior offensive line is solid enough, but like we've seen, we've seen Dexter Lawrence dominate against much, much better opponents. So I'm not too worried. Kayvon Thibodeau should hopefully be in for another big game. Had eight tackles, half a sack last week. If they line him up on Andrus Pete, should hopefully dominate. Ryan Ramchick is, you know, questionable, so maybe uh, Kayvon could take advantage of that. But regardless, even then, Ryan Ramchick isn't even having that like crazy. He's having a good season, but not like the top three to five tackle he's been the last couple of years in the NFL. Uh, if Chris Olave is healthy, I really think the Giants should match Deontay Banks up against him would makes for obviously make for very entertaining football, but I also think that's just their best strategy overall. Adore Jackson's been very fine this season, but Deontay Banks is better. And I think that he would have the chance of making more game changing plays on that side of the ball. If he isn't good to go, Chris Olave, the Giants should really be able to like dominate defensively, at least uh, through the air. I'm like, I'm not really worried about guys like Rashid Shahid, who's having a good season. Like if there's a guy outside of Chris Olave for me to be worried about on this offense, it's Rashid Shahid, very versatile, very good threat. But then after him, you have like A.T. Perry, who was like a very like tall, big body receiver out of Wake Forest. I liked him a lot coming into this draft and Lynn Bowden Jr., which like, okay. Uh, as for the run defense, I'm not worried. Like we've seen the Giants run defense struggle at times this year. And even though they've definitely picked it up in recent weeks, they've still had games where they've struggled, but the Saints run to offense has not been very good, which is crazy because on paper, Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams should be a very scary duo, but they've had pretty quiet seasons. I will say that uh, Jamal Williams season last year, ooh, excuse me, uh, was a little fraudulent. I will say that the touchdowns were cool. 
Like he obviously had a record setting year in terms of touchdown. I'm not going to take that away from him, but in terms of like being an overall threat at running back, I know no teams were scared of him. He was a, he's a great, like you need a yard or two, you get it, but never really an all around back Alvin Kamara, whole lot of issues, injuries off the field. And it, he's very clearly not the same guy that he once was. I mean, very clearly the dude's a five-time pro bowler. Um, on the season, though, in total, the rank, the Saints ranked 20th in rushing yards, 16th in carries, and 28th in yards per carry. Bobby O'Carricane, Micah McFadden should feast. I mean, they don't really have many blocking threats at tight end either. Just not really, like, this is a team where, like, the Giants should win this game, regardless of how bad their start to the season has been. They've won three in a row. This is a game they should win. This offense does not scare me like it honestly should, and a lot of it does fall back on Derek Carr. Um, uh, alongside defense, like I think this could be a pretty good game for Xavier McKinney. He's been great all season, obviously, a guy that I've harped that the Giants should re-sign. I know a lot of fans won't agree with that, but he's been a top coverage safety in the NFL for like the third season in a row. And he's really turned it up uh, in terms of his run capabilities. So why not re-sign him? Why take the risk of restarting at a position that's very important in the modern NFL for the sake of saving, what, eight, 10 mil, maybe a little more? Like, that's just silly to me. Um, But like I said, I think he could be in for a big game, could probably get his second interception of the season. I just think that he's going to do a lot in terms of cleanup. He obviously shuts down most teams' deep threats. Like I say it all the time, but the difference in the Giants' defense last season from when Xavier McKinney was healthy and when he had the whole you know ATV injury was pretty noticeable. Like statistically, they weren't very different, but how teams were going at the Giants changed. The amount of deep shots increased. I, I know that's not that I don't have any stats to back that up, but just I test. I can say that the deep shots and throws to safeties increased, regardless of how good Dane Belton was in coverage last year. So uh, he's very important. Xavier McKinney is so important to this defense, and he's a captain, obviously. So not resigning him would just be silly. Um, but as for the game period, if the Giants can come out. And like Molly Wap dominate the Saints, which I don't think they will, regardless of if they win, it's probably going to be a close game. Um, it could have some pretty big implication for their playoff hopes. Their odds are at like 4% right now, but I think a win against the Saints on Sunday, plus some losses from like the Falcons and other teams that are in that race. I think that puts them in the final NFC wildcard spot, which like for the way the season started is pretty absurd, man. Like, and the fact that the Giants are still like three or two or three games below 500 and in, in, in the playoff race just goes to show how the state of the NFC these days, regardless, it's going to be a very interesting Sunday. Definitely going to be some teams to watch other than the Giants. If you're, you know, one of those fans that only watches the Giants, definitely keep an eye out. With that being said, I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you all so much for watching. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. So you're reminded of every time we drop a new episode. Thank you all again, and I will see y'all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.